0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Master Your Energy podcast. I'm your grateful host, Megan Wren. So happy to be here as always. Today we have a special guest on the podcast, Jill Hollander. Jill is a returning guest. She was on a few months ago, I want to say May, and um, she just came back again. And Jill is just amazing. Last time we kind of did a broad picture of resiliency and empowerment and what that means and what that looks like. But this time on the podcast, we really go into self-advocacy and learning how to advocate for yourself. And I mean, every time I've had a conversation with Jill, even off camera, it is just so empowering and inspiring. And her story is empowering. And if you guys don't remember, she, um, she had congenital heart failure as a kid and then she had a heart transplant and then she had six bouts of cancer related to her transplant after. So resiliency and empowerment speaking, she knows and she learned to stick up for herself at a very young age and now she teaches other women and young teens to stick up for themselves and learn themselves and be able to advocate for themselves. So we really dive into that and the importance of self-knowledge and the importance of awareness and getting in tune with your body to be able to advocate and know your body. So if you didn't watch the first episode, you don't need to, but I highly recommend it. I mean, she is just, she's amazing. So I will link that first episode in the show notes. And without further ado, here is Jill Hollander. Jill, welcome back on to the Master Energy Podcast. I think it was World of Wellness last time, but so excited to do this again. Me too. I'm so excited to be here again. Well, would you mind reintroducing yourself to our listeners? They did just get a few weeks ago. They did just get a replay of our last one. Oh, so awesome. I right. They've gotten a little tidbit of who you are and what you do. So go for it. Yes. so I'm Jill Hollander. As a
1: resiliency coach, reinvention coach, empowerment coach, speaker, motivational speaker, I help empower and inspire people to recognize their courage, reframe their challenge, and reinvent their lives so they can live with resilience and authentic
0: confidence that we can all tap into. I'm so excited about this. So we're, we're going to talk a lot about today. Last time we talked about um. Wait. Now I'm drawing a blank. Last time we talked a lot about resiliency and and having courage and and it was very broad and in, yes. in empowering yourself. And today we're going to go a little bit more specific into self advocacy, and that really ties into self knowledge and being able to find, know, understand, and feel confident expressing yourself.
1: Absolutely. Yes. I'm so excited to dive into this because last time we did the general overview of all the pillars and today we're really looking at, well, all the process and pillars where today we're looking at process of reframe your challenge and really looking at, like you said, the, what I call find, own, and use your voice, all about self-advocacy. And I love it. Such all of these have such a piece of my heart and this one does as well. So I'm super excited.
0: Yeah, me too. So so let's just kind of dive in. Like I kind of have a little thing and we'll just kind of go through and see what happens with this, but, um, self-knowledge, self-advocacy, we have to have, you have to have knowledge to be able to advocate yourself. So let's talk a little bit about how knowing specifics and, you know, we've used the example of, of like knowing your body and what your body parts are, knowing your medication, knowing what kind of food you're putting in your body and how that all, all those facts allow you to advocate for yourself. Yes. Yeah.
1: When you really know yourself, because it it helps in health, it helps in every area. And it's super empowering because a friend of mine told me, she's a nurse, and she shared that basically 80% of the diagnosis is the history, which is all about the person sharing what is going on. So if you know yourself, if you have self-knowledge, you, that you—that is one example of how profoundly you can help yourself. You can help solve the issue. You can help figure out what the diagnosis is, whatever the problem is in your life, by having knowledge of self, which there's many ways to go about finding that. One thing is very simple because you think about health, sometimes you think about extreme scenarios, which I myself have been through, but sometimes it's everyday experiences everyone gets sick mild colds, viruses as we have all lived through and the way that our bodies respond will really help us give the nuggets of how we can help ourselves so that's something to really look into about what do you know about yourself even from a young age were you someone that got stomach viruses a lot or sore throats like what was your area because i noticed that a lot of times whenever your area of weakness was a lot of times that just keeps coming back in different forms so that's one way to be aware in a very simple everyday type of event
0: so having the self-knowledge there has to be an awareness on the front end of ourselves so what are some of the ways that we can gain awareness to have self-knowledge One of the
1: ways we can gain self-knowledge is people talk about this all the time, but simply what I like to do with my clients, is just ground your feet to the floor, put your hand on your heart and your other, on your room space and just breathe in breathing because breath is really, it is our life force. So if we connect with our breath and it can help first it grounds us so that we can connect with the guidance. But even from a simple, if you're not someone that meditates, I'm, I personally am not. I do the breathing, but I would not consider myself someone that deeply meditates. At the same time, when we just ground in and we give ourselves a second to connect with ourselves and just become aware of what is going on. How do I feel at this moment? Because a lot of times we don't ask ourselves this question. How do I feel today? As someone that lives with ongoing health challenges, I ask myself this, but, and I learned to know my body through my life experiences, and I had to pay careful attention. So now it's come like secondhand to me, but when you're just learning it, just start asking yourself, how do I feel? And pay attention. You might want to journal it so you could get to know your body. And this is one way to do it physically, but the same thing is true in any situation. The more we get in touch with our body, the more we get in touch with the the different signs, different feelings we get about people, experiences, relationships, when we connect within the answers do come.
0: So, so when you are, you know, asking yourself, how do I feel? Is it, do you go and like feel your different, like in your body? Like if you can tell something's wrong, what does that look like? So that
1: is where I go back to this idea of what usually comes up for me. So everyone knowing your body and the simple things, what is it typically for me that comes up? Am I someone that gets fevers? Am I someone that gets yeah, okay. cold? Like I said before, so knowing that about myself, I will start there.
0: Mm. And
1: I give myself time to observe too. Being the observer is super important because you can't always jump right away. We sometimes need more information to be able to help us to take the best steps forward.
0: So I'm, I'm just curious if, say you're sitting and you're breathing, and then you kind of start to maybe you have like a pain in your shoulder or a pain in your stomach, or, you know, you notice that your heart rate's a little bit different can, can you kind of, can you pinpoint that and kind of know well, that would be knowing. So like, Hey, when I was in this quiet, I noticed that my heart rate was a little bit faster than it normally was, or that like my stomach was hurting a little bit more. I wonder, you know, you know what I'm asking? I
1: do. And what comes up for me is knowing what your experiences, what has been going on in your life? Have you just recently done exercise? Because that can easily explain Mm -hmm. some of these pains. And also where are you with, you know, for people that experience different hormones levels. Where are you with that? What what can that be bringing up? Because a lot of times it can be something very everyday experiences that affect our body. So look at that and knowing, just really taking a moment to reflect on what's been going on, that can also give you information. Because if you change your exercise, if you change your eating, different experiences will affect how you feel.
0: Well, and then if you change what you're doing with your body, or, you know, that your body is a chemist. So whatever food you're putting in there is right. It's with the chemistry, whatever exercise you're doing, that's going to cause different hormones to be released. So, so that's a really good point of knowing what you're doing and kind of putting, putting pieces together. And then that's where, if you put the pieces together and you know, then you go to somebody else and say, I noticed that after this, this happened, but when after this happened, this happened. So yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the that's the uh, that's the awareness key. the the What about what about logging? So we talked about that a little bit too about how like um um writing things. down, I guess that's journaling, right? Yes. I was mean,
1: go ahead. I was just thinking that when you said that about taking note of it can also be the awareness. Writing it down can help you to become more aware and also to remember what it is that you notice because that has helped me so many times. Like I just for a reminder, I've had. I was born with the congenital heart defects, have had two open heart surgeries and a transplant, a heart transplant. So, I have medications I take every day, and those medications sometimes change depending upon what's going on in my body, like the levels change. So, I take copious notes of what is going on and when we change them, if we had to change them mm-hmm. by how much. So, then that is a great way by having this information written down because. You don't always remember everything. Sometimes it's months later that then another change comes up. This just happened a few weeks ago. And I went back and I was so happy to see that I had all these notes because there you are a number to some of these people. It doesn't always feel good, but that is true. You have to take care of you. You have to focus on you. No one's going to take notes. No one's going to pay attention the way you can if you choose to. So doing this, I go with the information and remind everybody what's been going on, how we changed it before, which can help to how to move forward in that moment.
0: Yeah, cause they might not really, rem- they don't know you intimately because like you're saying you are just another patient that they're seeing throughout the day, but you're like, nope, this is me. This is what I have. This is what I know. Yes, and that, you know, that informs it. them. Absolutely, and
1: even if you're not a number, I've had really great rapports with doctors where we've really gotten to know each other. They see many, many people in a day and you have to remember that, yes, it is a calling. I believe going into the medical world is a calling. It's also a job, and they can get caught up in the day-to-day. So yeah. you have to worry about the one person in your life that can matter the most when you choose to, and that is you. And you bring that information again and again to remind them, this is who I am, this is how my body acts, and how can we move forward?
0: So so, let's... let's talk about how this self-knowledge can come into play kind of switching gears from the medical and health route but how can this come into play and I I guess I shouldn't I shouldn't simultaneously switch self-knowledge and self-advocacy I think I'm I'm doing that a little bit because it's Mm. they're they're, they go hand in hand but I don't think that they're necessarily the same Um, they're not not to me but yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah well i guess in my brain it's just it's kind of like in in my brain it's mastering your energy is knowing your energy to me that is like the same thing but this is not the same um there's a connection though yes Yes. to your point yeah yeah um so let's talk about that with self-advocacy when it comes to relationships
1: Yes. yeah it's all connected because the way you do it in one area you can apply it to others. That's how I was able to it started with me in health. And then I applied it to every area of my life. So whatever area is the easiest for you to start in, I would say start there because it's not always easy to begin. I think, especially for women or young girls, because there is still that like societal belief of like the nice girl and the nice girl doesn't speak up. So we have to get through those beliefs and By the time we get to dating, those beliefs have been pretty ingrained and depending upon our family system, you know, it could have been reinforced in different ways. So that is something to really be aware of, of like, I always say to go back, to go forward, which I talked about a little last time, this idea too, when you go to date, to date someone, you're bringing all your past experiences with you. So it's also back to that knowledge of self being aware of how that could affect you now and then what you've learned you can use to speak up for yourself what is it i need what did i learn from that situation that didn't work for me and i'm not doing it that way again and then when you go into this relationship i think it's first and foremost this idea of like wanting to be nice wanting people to like you i think that can prevent us from speaking up because we're afraid if we speak up, people aren't going to like what we have to say, or they're not going to agree with us, or in a relationship, they may leave. And if you really like them, that's really scary. So I think that there's so many layers to this also.
0: There are so many layers to this. Yeah,
1: there really is. There's so many layers. And it's so, I love talking about self-advocacy and relationships. I mean, self-advocacy in general, but in relationships, because so often I think we don't do it early enough. Right. A lot of people later on, I, when we talk, there's a lot of things that were left unsaid in the beginning of a relationship. And then they're down the line and they're about to get married. And these things weren't discussed. They weren't worked out because no one wants to say it. It's like, no one wants to call uncle, right? No one wants to bring up the difficult conversations. One thing I really know to be true as someone that had to share very difficult truths to somebody is that the way we feel and think about it, the way we internalize it, again, with that knowledge of self, is then how we, re- we express it. So we're not making a huge deal of it internally. When we express it, it's going to feel lighter. And getting to that point is a process. But it really is knowing that no one matters as much as you do. So whatever it is that you're afraid of, know that you have to take care of yourself first. And in any relationship, by taking care of yourself, you're also taking care of that person.
0: Yes, yes. Let's um. Let's keep let's keep diving into this one. Yeah, let's go. We love it. <laughs> okay. Um. So so what what then does what does actually speaking up for yourself in a relationship look like? And 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 you know this could be an intimate relationship, but also like you know a family relationship or a friendship.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah, that also it involves being very honest with yourself because in any relationship there are two people in it right and it's your side their side and somewhere in it but you know the reality of it so i think it's being aware of your past experiences what you're bringing to the table how you act and being aware of how that affects the relationship but i think first and foremost is and i always talk to people about this knowing your non-negotiables and being able to express that because And it doesn't even need to be at first with the other person, but to express it and own it for yourself. So it's like find, own, and use your voice begins with you. Owning your own voice and owning your own information. So that's really where I think it really begins is you first have to be real honest with yourself. What is it I truly need? Three to five things are the non-negotiables. Everything else in my experience is negotiable.
0: But that goes back
1: to knowing yourself.
0: Well, so do you think that everybody has three to five things or do you think that there's like a... Are you saying those are unique to each person in the three to five thing? I think it,
1: the three to five are individual, but I yeah. also think the number can change. I yeah. also believe that the stage in your life, the list changes and the numbers I think also change. When you're you know, just starting a date or in a different stage, you might have like 20 to 40 on all these things that you think have to be. Yeah. You have a wonderful relationship, a friendship, a family, like whatever yeah. it is, I think that we have different what we want and what we need and what we think we need changes as we age and grow and fall.
0: I'm wondering if you think that let's say somebody is in relationship with a friend or a partner and they decide that there are non-negotiables that are being broken. Do you think that, do you think that, do you think that, the person with the non-negotiables that are being broken have a responsibility to tell the other person what those are and why? Or is that just something that they can keep to themselves and say, this is not for me, I need to move on?
1: It's very depending on the
0: individual
1: yeah. and the experience. And yeah. what I will say is with the non-negotiables that I was talking about earlier, that was particularly in a dating relationship. Mm-hmm. Or a mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. But I also feel, I believe that I like to share with people what it is that i want up front Mm -hmm. at different times when they've earned the right you know to know and when i trust them but what it is like this is a very easy example and this is a lighter one that i think can be brought up earlier for instance i'm someone that really likes to travel and when i first started dating my boyfriend now husband he didn't seem to like to travel as much as i did and i was like okay i took that information and one day i was like i just want you to know like it is cool if you don't want to but I'm going to, and there's no way that like, you just can't stop me. As yep. long as you're cool with that, then this this is great. And I think that's pretty easy, but putting down, I think letting someone know what you are and aren't willing to do. And I think also in families, right? Like, when you respond this way, that does not work for me. If you continue, like say it's someone that like has been going through a hard time, but they're dealing with anger in a not healthy way or doesn't feel good to you. If you continue to do this, you can't come here in this situation or that set of situation. I actually think it's a very loving thing to do because you're holding someone accountable and you're being that direct friend and you're giving them the information that they may not want to hear what they need to hear so that they can work on themselves, so they can improve, so that they're not doing this to other people, which is the great thing about being direct with people. Then they know, oh, this is how I act. I probably do this in other situations too or other close relationships also. Yes. So if I learn this, then I can start to change it.
0: I feel like that takes a lot of courage from the person delivering whatever the non-negotiable is to say that.
1: Yes. And I think that authentic confidence and that goes back to the point, like, do I have to say it or do I just have to act it? And this is where I think finding, owning and using your voice and being your own advocate. We have different styles and we have to honor that we're totally different people. Some people are much less designed to be inclined to to care naturally what people think or to be people pleasers. And other people really want to be liked. It's a deep desire. And I think that the way that those two different general personality types react and respond and advocate for themselves are gonna be very, very different, but they both can do it. And it's finding a way that feels good for you to express that. And so that the other person also with their style, and that's another way to know when you're compatible. Because are your two styles working together or are they not? Because oftentimes in relationships and also friendships, there is that yin and yang. Yeah. When you're too similar, when when you know each one of you are saying what you think and sharing your experiences every second, it doesn't work. It's too much. So I think that it's that balance too and, and that compatibility also.
0: Yeah. Relationships are tough like all sorts of relationships. They're tough and they take a lot of work and thought and compromise,
1: really. A lot of compromise. And that's the thing, when you're going to speak up for yourself, you invite the other person to do the same. It's an invitation for the other person. And in that, there will be compromise, inevitably. Yeah, yeah. And it's so layered. And it's also this idea of effort. How much effort do you want to put in? How long are you willing to do it? And it- it goes way beyond, but what I do know to be true is when you speak up for yourself, when you ask for what you need, you empower other people to do the same.
0: Yeah, yeah. And everyone,
1: I on whatever level feels right for them, I think everyone feels better when they feel seen and heard. You're not always gonna be understood. That's where the compromise comes in and feeling someone else's side and hearing someone else's side. But this idea of I can express myself. I'm safe to express myself here. And I'm going to. So
0: do you think that that trusting yourself has to come first? Because in order to be able to speak up for yourself, you have to have that confidence to say, cause what you want to say in and, and, and almost Uh, you got to trust yourself, but trust, trust your voice, you know? Yeah. yeah, Good. I I know you got thoughts. (laughs) You (laughs) know what I'm
1: saying? You have to trust your voice and trust yourself. And and you really do. We touched upon this a little bit last time, but first, what I always do with clients is finding your authentic voice because a lot of times you've other people, especially close people in your lives, their views, their opinions, their voices have are are the chatter in your mind yeah. so it's being able to decipher what's yours so it starts with that you really start to listen to what is your voice and that there could be like a great journaling activity where you really write down the thoughts and then you could see is this me does this come from this family member I mean you know, I know for me like a lot is my oh that's my mother okay yeah lovingly release her to her her own voice and have my voice and I also think this goes to like family systems. And for me, I was, my dad was really an advocate and I was modeled for me from him to speak up for myself. But my mom on the other hand was not. And so I got two very different messages. And then after my dad passed away when I was 15, I didn't have that model anymore. And I had already started advocating for myself and my health, which I started around nine years old when I just said, I'm going to be part of this conversation when a doctor had asked my parents to speak outside the room. And and by everyone in that room, every adult honoring that choice, it showed me again and again that I'm safe to speak up for myself and that I will be heard when I do. And not everyone has those experiences. And I think getting to that point where we can start to think about what we truly need and how to express that and how to practice it in the area that feels safest to you and right for you. For me, it was my health. And then later on came the other areas.
0: Yeah. You know, that's, I I actually really appreciate you saying that too, because I think sometimes when a situation like that happens where people are like, well, this is what we're going to do. And then you wanting to you having that little thought in your head that goes, well, I want to be a part of this rather than going, no, I'll just let them do this. Like speaking up to say, no, this is what I want. And then that's where the conversation can come in. If they're like, no, well then that's where the discussion can, the compromise can happen. Right? Yes. Yeah. I also
1: think this idea of saying what you feel saying, I want to be part of the conversation. I think sometimes that is empowering. It doesn't make you difficult. It doesn't make you, I think these are some of the like misnomers that we really have to stop perpetuating because people, right. like I, I mean, I've definitely been told, oh, you're being difficult. I'm being assertive. Right. Like that's the truth. I'm being assertive and we can all choose to be assertive. And yes, with anything we do, there's an action and a reaction, but at the end of the day, you can find a way that feels good for you. If fully stepping in and being very upfront about it doesn't work, there's different ways to do it. But by saying I wanna be part of the conversation, that allowed me to be part of every single conversation, to feel empowered, to keep asking. And if we're not part of the conversations about our own lives, who else should be? It's our lives in our relationships, in, in our doctor's appointments, in our relationships with our boss, with our families. If we're not involved, Who else should be? So I think that general idea, who else should be, and then start to involve yourself, start to figure out what your voice sounds like and how you can use it in a way that feels good for you. And what are some things that are important to you? Are you someone that wants people to really, does it matter to you what people think? Does it really, and I know on some level it matters to all of us, but to what extent, right? On a scale of zero to 10, how important to you is this right? now, at this age, at this stage. And then that can help you to figure out how you want to, how you want to use your voice in what way, what actions you want to take.
0: Well, this is why this is three things that one, this is, I, you know, I would really consider your breathing a form of meditation because you're getting quiet and observing your inner body. Like that really is meditation to the point of it, but that, that, is why meditation is so important so that you can hear the difference one. And then I think the writing and the journaling is so powerful too, because you can really set the intention and have like a free flow conversation with yourself to then go back and look, or just as you do it, you're getting, gaining more awareness. Yes. Yes,
1: absolutely. And I think the more you do that, I really, as you were saying, I think like authentic confidence and confidence is very closely linked to finding, owning, and using your voice.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. 100%. Yeah. I mean, 100%. H- having confidence is also having the confidence to use your voice. I mean, but that's that's interesting too, because you could have different t- forms of confidence. Like I feel ca- confidence in what I look like, but I don't have confidence in the way that I am speaking. That's a whole interesting.
1: And I think we all have that. We have the areas where we're like, oh yeah, I can do this. Like when it comes to advocating for myself with my health, I do not think twice. I feel my intuition and I respond and I say what I need to say. In other areas, it, it took longer to learn that. And some of them, I'm still getting used to doing it in that way as yeah. things grow and evolve. So it really is a practice for all of us. And that's why I say, start with the point of least resistance. And sometimes advocating for yourself in the beginning could just be walking away. You don't have to say a word. Yeah. I'm done. We could talk later. If you want to add something to it, just so people don't think like, oh, why is she walking away? Or I need a minute. That's another great way to begin, even to just collect your thoughts and go to the bathroom. You don't always have to start. Right. I've been doing this since I'm I don't know, at least six years old, but I think internally I was born the natural... This came very naturally to me so not everyone needs to start you could start at the very beginning of what feels right for you and what feels like the point of least resistance
0: yeah um i'm curious i'm curious what were some of the aspects that were harder for you to start to express your voice i could share mine too <laughs> yeah i'd love to
1: i i'd love to hear both i um for me i think one of them was was dating in terms of sharing in particularly and this is also where vulnerability and speaking up for yourself, go hand in hand, really sharing about my help stuff with someone that I was going to be in a more intimate relationship took time. And it took time in my own mind, getting ready with myself, getting right with myself about this way before I even thought of saying it to anyone. And also the idea of even getting into a relationship. So that, that is one area. And then I think the areas where I'm growing or like, as my work is evolving and changing when I meet different people that I, that I would like them to like me. Sometimes yeah. I think like, oh, this is what I really want. But then I'm like, oh, but I don't wanna, I don't, again, that old voice, right? I don't wanna come off as difficult. I don't wanna, so I think it comes up for all of us, especially when we're doing something new, especially when it's something not in our, in our repertoire or, or not yet. And I also think this idea of the beliefs, right? Yeah. I believe that in this area, I'm highly motivated because in health for me, it's like life and death. So I'm going to fight for myself. And it doesn't, the, the, I guess the gauge of caring at that moment, how much people care and the risk benefit of me staying alive is, you know, it doesn't really, so I don't have to, it's so natural and I just go because I know yeah. my life can be on the line. Whereas in other areas, it doesn't seem that dire, it can, it can take a little more time. I'm generally outspoken in general, but it's those layered parts, the parts that are vulnerable, the parts that you're doing something you knew, you're very uncertain about it. So that, I think we all have parts like that. So what is it for you to hear?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I was kind of thinking about it as you were sharing yours and two things came up, but really speaking about how I feel within intimate relationships has been a really challenging one for me. Cause I, and especially if there's something that I'm not happy with, I'm always, I don't want to, it's not anything personal to somebody, but I don't want them to feel bad about themselves. So I have a hard time really speaking my truth. Cause it come, I I'm afraid that it would come off as mean, but it's, you know, coming from a good place and I don't want I truly don't want anybody to feel bad about themselves, you know? And then um the the other one that came to mind was um well it just made me think when I was an employee. <laughs> and I just I there's so many times that I and probably why I don't ever want to work for somebody, <laughs> but there were so many times that I just did not feel good about something, but I just kept my mouth shut and, you know, probably suffered the consequences longer than I needed to. And, and maybe it would have been better if I said something sooner, but I didn't, I was afraid of the unknown and what the unknown would be if I did speak my truth and what the consequences, good or bad would be.
1: It was a fear. It's a fear. And that's what we have to be ready for. it. And also with about other people, we're responsible for our side of the street. Yeah. What their response is going to be is on them and their history and their experiences. So yeah. taking ownership for ourselves and not letting, almost creating that space, right? Like yeah. going back to the Dirty Dancing movie, like this is my dance space, that's your dance space. So like to keep it, and it's very hard in relationships, especially romantic ones to not have that overlap in a way, but to remember that may may help all of us sometimes to share what we need to. And I think when it comes to work in general, we need, and almost all relationships actually, we have to be ready for whatever the consequences will be. And that's why I can take time and the time with yourself first to be like, okay, what is my plan? Am I ready? I'm going to say what I think. And if they say, okay, but you need to go. Like, well, I respect it. And I respectfully, this is no longer the right work environment for you, or this is no longer the right relationship for us. It's getting yourself ready for- For that outcome, or whatever it may be,
0: well, and that's where being strong in who you are and in yourself, and knowing how to empower and support yourself, is incredibly important. And we can't always rely on other people for the the internal strength.
1: Oh, absolutely, that comes from within, and I think the more that we go through, the more that we grow, the more we, we can connect with that more deeply. We all have inner strength. It's just connecting with it on different levels. And also there's so much in this life that we cannot control and yeah. we can't control the people's responses, but what we can control is how we respond. And a lot of what I really like about the, this whole process that I teach as well as all these pillars and this one in particular is that it really allows us to empower ourselves and to take the control in our own hands. There are things we can do, and the whole process I created and all the pillars are all things that we can do. And to remind yourself of that, if you feel stuck, if you feel scared, what can I do? I can use my voice. And how do I want to use it in a way that feels good for this situation? Because every situation is different. And also, what I was thinking of when you were sharing is like, for all of us, use our strengths use what comes naturally you're a beautiful poet write them a poem and so it doesn't always have to be in if that feels better or or an easier way to begin like use what you know about yourself and what feels right for you and what you know you're naturally gifted and guided towards and use that as a way to begin
0: that makes a lot of sense um that makes a lot of sense And you're, you're, you're harnessing your strengths to be able to effectively communicate. And that's where having the self-knowledge will give you confidence to move forward and communicate with clarity.
1: Absolutely. It's all connected. And that's exactly part of how it all goes. And I think that it, it is practice. It is a process. We need to first take the first step because these fears they're gonna be there, but we can't let them stop us. Because if we live our whole lives and we never say what we want and we never tell the boss how we really feel, we never tell our partner how we really feel, we can be in relationships where we don't tell people ever what it is we want. I work with people all the time where both them, and I work with the person that I'm working with, but like finding their voice when they both haven't really owned their voices, they don't use them in the relationship. And there's all these elephants in the room and who wants to live their lives our precious lives with so many elephants, so many
0: things unsaid, so many things undone because we're scared Take yeah. that fear
1: and bring it with you.
0: Well, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to one of my friends last night and he was, we were, we were talking about fears and he's like, imagine that you have a white empty room and like, you're trying to bring all of these things into the room, but they don't necessarily fit in the room, you know? And, and I think, you know, the elephant. I just, I got that visual of like an elephant in a room that does not fit. It does not belong here and it needs to go.
1: Yeah, there's no space for you here. There's no room for you here. And it's also, you can come, but you can come as my friend, as my ally, not as my enemy that's going to fight me every step of the way. If I want to speak up, I will take this fear of not knowing how and not sure how I'm going to do it. And we can dip our toe in. I think that is the best way to start. This idea which I use my clients all the time, baby steps, micro steps, just dip your toe in and see how it feels because you never know until you try. And then does this feel good this way? Okay, now it didn't feel good, but it doesn't mean you never have to do it again. It means try it a
0: different way. So two things come up here and this is one of the things that we wanna talk about too is Mm -hmm. um, with self-advocacy is being honest and owning it. And I think, you know, owning it in a positive way, but also owning your, owning your mistakes, you know, and how, 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 you know, your quote said here, like the, the truth works and the truth liberates you. Yes. Yeah. You want to dive into that a little bit more? Absolutely.
1: So your yeah. truth works. So that is something my therapist told me years ago. And it actually was when I was with, well, two of the areas are talking about where it was challenging that dating relationship and you know the truth there and sharing my experiences and also when I was diagnosed with cancer and having to share with each of my clients at the time it was very vulnerable so I think when vulnerability for me is tapped into that's where finding the courage to use my voice takes a little bit longer or how I want to it's not that I know I'm going to use it it's how I'm going to use it in that situation and what that is going to look like because and we have the first and this goes back to like ourselves, we have to be okay with it first. Yeah. When we become like, okay, so I have cancer. Because when I first felt it, I was, my my brother-in-law helped me to see I was reacting as if something, if I had done something wrong. And this was just something that happened. There was, so I had to work through that myself yeah. before I can go and speak my truth. So yeah. you have to first be realistic about what your truth is. Because we don't always want to hear or acknowledge our truths. Sometimes they're not great. Sometimes they are. Sometimes it doesn't have to be bad or good. We just may not want to, we don't want to see it because then we have to deal with it. And we may not be ready to deal with it yet. So there's so much behind the scenes work that is done before you get to the point where you're going and having the conversations, when you're speaking up for yourself, there's so much of the backend work where you're really getting to know yourself and what your voice sounds like from within.
0: Uh, that makes me think in one of the books that I was just reading, I think it was the book called the energy of money. She talks about look, see, um, look, see, tell the truth, take authentic action. Yes. Yes. I mean, that is so applicable to this conversation and really a lot of things in life. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The- yeah give the first look and be willing to be aware yeah, and then be willing to have your eyes open to see it, to see. And this idea of taking responsibility for your side of the street, because advocating is speaking up for ourselves. It is asking for what we want, but it's also owning when we haven't gotten it right. Or when we is part of speaking up and saying what you really feel about someone saying what you really need to say. I didn't mean to, I could do better. I can do better or I can do it differently. Those, that's where like vulnerability and speaking up for yourself come together because it's not easy to admit when we do things wrong. And then after we do, then we can be responsible for changing it. And we we are responsible for changing it.
0: Yeah. And that also makes me think when you do acknowledge those things that you are you're you're putting yourself in you're stepping into your power like you are you are giving yourself the power to be like okay this is it's it's like you know think about the the truth you know we've people have said that the truth sets you free but but i think it's like when you don't tell the truth you're kind of holding this energy block of trying to push something down But when you tell the truth, you open a channel to then like receive power to then make a difference and change it.
1: Yes. And this idea of
0: learning how to do that
1: and what that will look like at different stages in your life. Also, it evolves over time. It's a lot. (laughs) It is. It's very, very layered.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To
1: start from like a younger age, like I work with um, some tweens and teens and sometimes it's initiating in the classroom, raising your hand, asking for the assignment from your teacher when you're out for the day. So if you think about it, a lot of what older people are dealing with now started from years before when they didn't do that or they didn't get practice doing that because it is a practice. So that's where beginning... So it's why going back to go forward, being aware of where you began and what, what messages you received and what practice you did or didn't get, and then start there to start practicing with where you are in this moment to then build that muscle. And scale. that
0: is incredibly fascinating. And to that I like, I, I like that, of like almost tying that back into what we talked about at the beginning of like knowing your medical history to then be able to go, okay, this is what's always happened. But to take that and apply that to using your voice and that made me think of if you weren't taught as a child that it was okay to raise your hand or it wasn't okay to ask questions and you were just taught to sit down, shut up and be quiet, that you would carry that behavior into adult life. Yes.
1: And that's where many people are. They yeah. might have been told that, especially depending upon when they were born and how they were raised and that, like all of us, we are affected by our experiences. So then we have to be honest about that. That's where the finding your own voice and really being honest and going back to those parts and speaking to that younger self and helping yourself to to reparent, to do it differently, to find a different model. If that model didn't work for you, Who did you see speaking up or who did encourage you to do it? Was there anyone in your life? Because that can help you to, because it's not only right away. When I talked about like going back and getting rid of the voice, you know, the voices that aren't yours, sometimes we can't go right to ours. So we maybe find a better feeling, voice or model to take on. So if that, you know, sit down, don't say anything didn't work, what was another message you got and use that for a little while to help encourage you as you're
0: finding your own this stuff is so fun it's like it's so deep and so practical at the same time absolutely that's so much
1: my clients are always like it's always like deep and light at the same time. They're like, wow, we covered so
0: much, but it was like light and airy at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I feel about this conversation right now too. Yeah. So um, I'm curious of how can we, I don't want to say model, well, let me go back first, but I, there's this like, it's a it's unlearning re- rewiring. So you're unlearning thought patterns and rewiring until that becomes your truth. And I think that's the power um, some things like repetition, you know, when people do like affirmations and stuff like that to, you know, I am somebody that speaks up for themselves. I speak up for myself. I speak up for myself. So you're, you're teaching your brain that that is okay. I love that.
1: That's a great one because it's true. And especially if you are someone that hasn't had those experiences, haven't had positive experiences in doing that, or haven't had the role models to show you that it's safe, that it's okay to do that. Just telling yourself, I can speak up for myself. It is safe to speak up for myself. Let's try it. You can make it light and fun. Let me try it. Let me try it on. Let's try this on for size. Just like we try on clothes, right? You could look at someone that is already speaking up for themselves and try that. Try what they do. And it may not work because it's not you, but it's a way to try it on and then try on something else. Like, oh, they're really confident. What are some traits they have? And it's first at observing. And then you're aware of them and you're like, okay. And what's also cool about when we're starting anything, it doesn't have to start with using the voice. It can start with body language. Yeah. It can, that's like a great way to do it. It's a very easy entryway in because if you're sitting there and you are really wanting to deliver something that you feel very strong about, that you want to express with conviction and you're smiling the whole time as if everything's okay and, but you're really upset about something and you have something to share, they have to be congruent. They have to match. So first you can start with just practicing the body language part. What would that look like? And you don't even have to say anything, but if you have something strongly that you believe one way or another, you could just change your
0: face, change how you're standing and see how that feels to you to begin. I like that. And an exercise that I have done that I think has helped me trust my voice is the mirror and saying what I want to say in the mirror and like trying to find confidence of like looking at myself, holding my posture a little bit different and putting on the clothes I want to wear and like looking at myself and owning who I am so that I feel more confident. You have to feel confident with yourself. You know, you have to like, you know, you got to mesh this body and this mind and this soul to then be able to be authentic to whoever is out there and I I mean I can't tell you I've honestly done it for years where if I'm like trying to figure out some kind of problem I will just what's up sis how you feeling right into the mirror
1: (laughs) yeah the mirror is great I mean Louise Hay talked all about that and mirror work and I did that too the good morning gorgeous or like I love you Jill or I I love and accept you Jill like I'll say that in the mirror to myself so I do the same thing and Another approach that I've used in my therapist from years ago uh, taught me about it really is about finding, owning, and using your voice and self-advocacy in different difficult situations is script it out. Write it all down. yeah, you you know when you're nervous about something, you can get tongue-tied. you may not be able to deliver it in the way that you want to. So to practice it and to bring write it down and then have a little note card. My husband and I actually used this when we were planning our wedding because everyone had their opinions and we have very different styles when it comes to advocacy and finding owning and using our voice and so i would we would write it down together and i was like if something comes up this is all you have to say and you have it it's right in your wallet so it's another good way to start practicing how to have these difficult conversations the first like i love the mirror part because that gives you to work on your own confidence and your own self-knowledge and what you feel for yourself before you use it. And then this is like a little steps down the line, further down the line, but it's also a way to help you, to give you a little cushion when you are getting ready to have these conversations.
0: Oh well, yeah and this this again comes back to the importance of getting quiet and being with yourself to be able to know exactly what you want and then to come up with a strategy of like okay if this happens this is what i'm going to do if this happens this is what i can do and sometimes we don't know but i just think having having a plan in place is a very positive thing to do. Absolutely. Having and
1: that's why i love that the reframe your challenge part of the process yeah. right of, like in the same process is of reframing your challenge is creative solutions, problem solving. Cause that's all about having plans, having different ways of doing things, different ways of viewing things. So it all, it is all connected. Yeah. And it's so beautiful and to feel empowered and to connect with yourself is a lifetime experience and journey. And to express yourself at different ages and stages is also an evolution and the more we practice it the more we will get comfortable with it so if you're starting i love starting with a mirror and if advocacy or speaking your voice is something you want just say how do i really feel today and then answer honestly just in the mirror to yourself your only person you're being too, super honest with is yourself so that might be a fun way to really bring well it even
0: together. saying what you want I want this and looking at yourself and owning that of like this is what you want and this is what I want and if you can acknowledge within yourself that that is a truth then you will have more confidence to be able to say that to somebody else. Yes. Chill. This is powerful stuff. Okay, let's um let's when we're advocating for ourselves how can how do we change one? I think it's important to acknowledge that you we typically have to change our delivery with different people. So like the way that I talk to my mom is gonna be different, the way that I talk to my partner or the way that I talk to my boss. Let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Yes. It every situation has its own unique experiences and history or less history, depending upon if you talk to your family members, it's gonna be You already have a very clear dynamic a lot of times in place, depending upon when you have these conversations. So being aware of that. And I think the way, and also, like I said, when it was my health and it's life or death, I'll go in, you know, like very, very strong. And although that is my natural style, I do it differently in different environments. I'll still speak up, but maybe a little less, assertive depending upon what it is i need and i also think it's really knowing what it is you want and that why that why why you want it and because that can motivate us to go beyond our fears to go beyond what it is that's holding us back and then know it's just like knowing yourself knowing the situation so i still want to be respectful if it's a boss we still have this dynamic where he is my boss or she is my boss they are my boss. So we need to be aware of that and, and honest about that. And also a little bit about the person. How yeah. do they respond? What do they respond to? What is the best way to go about it? Because at the end of the day, the idea is for to come together to, for you to be heard and seen and for them to feel the same way. Yeah. So you want to go in, in a way where you're going to be likely to be heard. Because if you go into someone that you know doesn't like confrontation and you're very direct and right in their face, they may just dismiss you and not even hear it because of the way you delivered it. Right. So it's very important to know the situation, know the environment, and know a little bit about the scenario and how you already interact with that person and what has worked before and what hasn't and use that to begin. Yeah. Self-advocacy because sometimes this is something that I sometimes feel is not only about medical. It's in all aspects of our vo- of our lives. And it yeah. is finding, owning and using our voice but advocacy is everywhere it's when we go into a restaurant and ask for the type of food we want or share our dietary restrictions if you think about it that is a great way to begin
0: that is such a good way to begin and i've like i've known people who are afraid to like send something back if somebody does something wrong or like afraid to tell somebody that they don't like something because they're afraid to be judged by it but it's you you gotta this is the only thing we have in this life we gotta own it and that's like that's i think that's part of the i don't know, call it a hero's journey or call it just the journey of life we gotta we gotta this is it there's no there's no dress rehearsal this is it so if you want to live this life say what you say say what say what is authentic to you because if you're gonna go back and look back in 10 years 20 years Or on your deathbed, are you gonna wish that you said what you wanted to say? Are you gonna, are you going to wish that you lived life quiet or wish you would've gotten what you want out of it? And suppress your soul, really. Express
1: yourself. You're doing everyone a favor because if you don't take care of you, who else will? Who else will? And we, life is precious and we have to live now. And part of that is sharing what it is we want, expressing what we want, using our voice, and using it again and again to, to feel seen, heard, and understood in any situation. Because if no one else understands you, get to know, know yourself, get to understand yourself, get to love yourself. Because when you tap into your authentic confidence and resilience, this way of expressing yourself, finding, owning, and using your voice will come with the process.
0: Yeah. And, in, in 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 it comes back to being strong enough in yourself so that, if you advocate for yourself to know that like your comfort zone might change the people who are in your comfort zone might change you might not have relationships that you thought were secure and need to find new ones and that is very vulnerable and scary but having the self-knowledge and the tools to empower support yourself are where that comes in so that you can find your authentic voice yes
1: yes absolutely all right jill what do you got for us I have so what we've been talking about today all about self advocacy I have a uh, road to resilience GPS and you can find it on my Instagram at I am Jill Hollander it's under option number five download it and it gives you great uh, tips tools there's great quotes in there as well as suggestions and a great playlist to rise up and Each one it goes through, recognize your courage, reframe your challenge, reinvent your life and all the pillars of each and under reframe. Of course, we have self-advocacy, find, own, and use your voice. So get your guide today and get more practice doing exactly this, speaking up for yourself. It's your life. Live it authentically, live it really, find, own, and use your voice so that you can
0: express yourself fully. Ow! (laughs) Thank you so much, Jill. I appreciate you so much. This is always a pleasure. Thank you so much. This is so fun, as always. Yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you like this episode, please like, share, subscribe, and then check out the show notes to find more about Jill and what she has to offer. And then you can also find her last episode. And then if you want first exclusive adcast to this access to this podcast, then you can. There's a link in the show notes to get the podcast and newsletter right to your inbox every week on Thursday. So thank you guys so much again, and we will see you next week.